invisible grandfather. There was once a mother with three daughters, and the family was as poor as poor could be. One day, one of the three girls said, Look, rather than stay here and suffer, I'm going out in the world and seek my fortune. With that, she picked up and left. After walking for miles and miles, she came to a palace. Finding the door open, she said, I'll go in and see if they need a servant. She entered and called out, Hello, is anyone at home? No one answered her. She walked into the kitchen and saw the pot boiling over the fire. Opening a cupboard, she found bread, rice, wine, a little bit of everything and said, There's everything one could possibly need and I am hungry, so I'm making myself some good soup right away. As she uttered those words, she saw two hands setting the table. The hands put out a bowl of rice, and the girl said, Now I'll eat, and sat down at once on the table. When she'd finished her rice, the hands brought her a cockerel, and the girl ate every bit of it. Yes, indeed, she mused. I was truly weak from hunger, but I feel better now. She went through the palace and saw a beautiful reception hall, a breakfast room, and a bedroom with a canopied bed. What a fine bed! I'm going to retire right away. She lay down and slept the whole night long. The minute she woke up next morning, the same two hands appeared with coffee on a tray. She drank it, and the hands carried off the tray with a cup on it. After dressing, she passed into a large room containing a vast wardrobe full of dresses, shawls, skirts, and other wearing apparel. The girl cast off her rags and dressed in queenly attire. If she was beautiful before, no words can describe how lovely she was afterward. Outside was an arbor, and she strolled under it at the very moment the king happened by. Catching sight of the beautiful maiden, 
She asked her under what condition he could talk to her, for he was overwhelmed with admiration. The girl replied that she had neither father nor mother, but that if he would stop by another day, she would have an answer for him. The king bowed profusely, then rode off in his carriage. The girl went back inside, approached the fireplace and said, Dear sir, I ended up at this palace, but I've never seen a soul anywhere around. And now there's a king who's taking a liking to me. What must I tell him when he returns for an answer? From the chimney, a voice answered Beautiful you are. More beautiful will you be. I give you my blessing. Tell the king your poor, sick, solitary grandfather is glad for you to marry, provided you don't put off the wedding. Now go, my lovely one, whose loveliness will increase. And the girl grew even more beautiful. The next day, she appeared on the balcony just as the king was arriving. And the minute she saw her, he asked for her answer. She explained that she couldn't invite him inside, as her poor sick grandfather was there. But her grandfather was glad for them to marry if they would do so without delay. And meanwhile, they could carry on the courtship on the balcony. The king was overjoyed. They courted for a whole week, at the end of which went up to the fireplace and said, Grandfather, We've now courted for a week. Do you think that's long enough? He answered, Go ahead and marry him and start carrying off everything in the house. Be sure you leave nothing behind. It is very important you take every single thing. Now go my lovely one whose loveliness will increase. And she grew still more beautiful. She went to the balcony, and the minutes the king appeared, she told him to make arrangements for the wedding and to send carriages and horses in the meantime to haul away everything in her palace. It took them a good week to carry everything off. And the king said to his father, Just look, papa, at what fine things my bride has. Nothing our royal family has comes up to them. And just wait until you see what a beauty she is. In the meantime, his fiancée has swept out the palace and thrown away brooms and brushes. It was now completely empty. 
All that remained was a golden necklace she intended putting on as soon as she departed, and she'd left it hanging on a nail. As she waited on the balcony, she saw the king approaching in his two-horse carriage. So she went to the fireplace and said, Grandfather, I am leaving now, since my bridegroom has come for me. Put your mind at rest. I've taken everything away and swept the palace clean. Good girl, said Grandfather. I thank you. Beautiful you are, and ever more beautiful will you become. More beautiful than ever, the girl climbed into the carriage and the king embraced her. Then they drove off. Halfway to the king's palace, she touched her neck and exclaimed, Woe is me! I forgot my golden necklace. Quick, let us go back for it. The king replied, Don't give it a thought. We'll have a much finer one made for you. But she insisted on going back at all costs. She got out of the carriage and went into the palace, while the king waited for her below. Approaching the fireplace, she said, Grandfather, what do you want? Please forgive me, I forgot my golden necklace. And saying that, she took it off the nail. Be gone, screamed the voice from the chimney. Be gone, you hideous bearded woman. At that moment, as the girl slipped on her necklace, she felt hair touch her finger. She looked in the mirror. She had a long beard that came halfway down her bosom. Seeing her come out like that, the bridegroom put his hand to his head. I told you we shouldn't have come back here. Now what will I tell my father after having praised your beauty to the skies? I can no longer take you home with me. But I have a cottage in the woods nearby and I'll keep you there. Daddy did and called on her every day for he still loved her and saw that she lacked nothing. Word got out and soon reached the king that his son was courting a bearded woman. At that, the king sent for his son and said to him, What do you mean by courting a bearded woman? The dignity of the crown is at stake. Either you give her up or I will put her to death. The youth went to the girl and said, I must tell you something. My father has found out I'm courting a bearded woman and said if I didn't leave you, he would put you to death. What hope is there for us? What hope is there for us? 
Do one thing for me, answered the girl. Get someone to make me a black veil and a black velvet dress. Then take me to the grandfather and we'll ask him to help us. The prince brought her the dress and the veil, and as soon as she was all wrapped up in them, they got into the carriage and drove off to the palace. She approached the fireplace and said, Grandfather, who's there? It's me, Grandfather. What do you want, you hideous bearded woman? Please listen, dear Grandfather. Because of you, I've been condemned to die. Because of me? Didn't I tell you to take away everything, every single thing? If you haven't left the golden necklace, I would now be free from my evil spell. But instead, I have to start my sentence all over again from the beginning. Grandfather, said the girl, I'm not asking for the beauty bag I had in the palace. But I'd at least like my face to look as it did it the first time I ever came here. Please, Grandfather, make me the way I used to be. Very well, said Grandfather. You've not forgotten anything. No, no, she replied. I'm holding the necklace I left hanging on a nail. Then the grandfather said to her, Put it around your neck. Beautiful you were, and more beautiful will you become. The girl put on her necklace, and the beard suddenly vanished. Grandfather, thank you. Farewell. Go, my lovely one. Your loveliness will increase. And the girl became as dazzling as the sun. She flew down the steps and into her bridegroom's carriage. The king's son was overjoyed to see her once more the way she used to be, and even a hundred times more beautiful. He embraced her and said, My father wouldn't dream of sentencing you to death now, and he wouldn't say it's undignified for the crown prince to court you. As soon as they reached the royal palace, the father came out. Here, said the son, is the hideous bearded woman I have been courting. Ah, said the old king, my son, you're exactly right. There couldn't be a lovelier girl under the sun. He embraced her and gave order for the wedding. And in the meantime, had her appear on the balcony so that the whole town could see her. All the citizens immediately gathered before the balcony and at the sight of the maiden cried, Long live our new queen.